was on cue. <laughs> Boy, Hi. long time no see, Sarah. I know. I missed uh, the sound of your voice. I'm sure. Said no one ever. Um, yeah, so this actually, we watched a while back and we were going to record and then I got sick. So then the next week we did something else. Now we're coming back. It's Certainly another, back. it's another Ethan Hawke movie. Sorry that we've had so many really recently, but. Never apologize yeah. for some Hawk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So this week, great expectations from 98. Uh, and if anyone cares to listen to some good music on what's it called brown pocket radio yes on mixler every friday at noon don't worry Sarah, i won't mention your show every friday at noon, <laughs> mine's, on, mine's on hiatus anyway um had dj heatherette my alter ego will be playing music for about an hour and i don't think you're going to hear my like butter voice because i can't figure out how to work the microphone <laughs> and that's 12 p.m pacific time okay yes if you'd like to take a listen lend me your ear countrymen all right all right as you can tell i'm i have lots to say since i've been muted oh no (laughs) No, it's just shameless self-promotion yeah i know well there's nothing wrong with that that's how we get ahead or that's how we get anywhere that's how you get ahead all right all right so yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Robert De Niro, Hank Azaria, Anne Bancroft, and Chris Cooper. Those are all the main humans in this. You like this movie? Great expectations. Did you ever read the book? Of course I didn't. You don't, oh, you don't even need to, you never, that answer is always going to be no. <laughs> well, Havisham, it's Mrs. Havisham, not Mrs. Dinsmore in the book. Um, they left Jesse the same, I believe. Is it Jesse? No, his name. Well, no, no, it's Finn, but I think it's um, it's Pip in the movie. Pip in the I mean, book. In, the, in the book, Finn in the Pip movie. In the book, Finn in the movie. They left Estella the same. Um, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I can uh start pulling it out here we got young finn in a boat he likes to draw he's an artiste he's an artiste who's being currently raised by his sister and her boyfriend right i think so that part was a little confusing okay um all of a sudden while he's in like the sort of knee-high water in his little boat a man just pops out of the water which is Robert De Niro, who is a escaped convict and basically is like, you do these things for me or I'll murder you. And so Finn does these favors for him, brings him some food, brings him some booze, brings him some bolt cutters so that he can like try to be free. And then um, he doesn't see him for, I don't know, 20 years or something, a very long time. Something like that. Yeah, it's been a while, but he does he does all the things that the guy wants him to. And yeah, I mean, Robert De Niro's character threatens the life of his family, you know, whatever. And he actually does extra for this yeah. comp. Like he brings him some booze. Yeah. Yeah. He brings him like a what? A sandwich or something. Yeah. 
And um, I mean, he asked for food, but like he just, yeah, he kind of goes out of his way to help this this escaped man. And and I think Robert De Niro's character didn't expect him to. He was just kind of clinging. Yeah. I think he basically was like the bolt cutters was the main thing that he wanted him to to bring him back. Yeah, get the handcuffs off. But um, yeah, so Finn was a good convict helper. Yes. Like everyone should be. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then we have next is Finn going with his like basically uncle, the sister's boyfriend, to a potential landscaping job at this mansion that's like overgrown, hasn't been basically barely lived in for years by this the most the woman like the most wealthy woman of like the county or something, right? Which is uh which would confuse an onlooker because it almost looks like it's abandoned mansion because it everything's overgrown and run down but you find out later that it's not the lack of money it's the fact that she's frozen in time from when she was betrayed by her beloved yes left at the altar mm-hmm. and she is quite jaded Storm. and she's now a strange recluse eccentric woman I like her though. I like it. She's got she got grit. She got character. And so while um the uncle is trying to figure out like what this woman wants them to do, Finn is snooping around, runs into teeny tiny Estella. And she's already got attitude. <laughs> yeah. But he's like love at first sight, like magical little blonde girl has stolen his heart already yes um so yeah so basically then they get a letter where this woman eccentric woman wants him to come every day and play with her granddaughter and so over the years is there anything in between that really i guess they're just he keeps going over there and they start kind of becoming friends and building a bond the sister for this yeah and then oh and then she wants the the woman that owns the house wants him to draw her for her. So she has Finn draw Estella and asks him, like, what do you think of her? And he basically says she looks like a snob and she's really pretty. <laughs> and she doesn't like me. That sums it up. And then that's when she warns Finn that she's going to break your heart. Yeah. She says, ain't love grand. Uh, yeah you also see a beautiful giant old rotting moldy wedding cake in the courtyard (laughs) i love that image um and she's you have to describe mrs dinsmore like she's got like heavy makeup yeah it's just like white white caked on makeup and she wears like like she's in her boudoir like she's got a gown evening like not an evening gown but like it's almost like a like it's almost like a, a nighttime, like a night, like a, a sleeping, moo-moo. yeah, like a sleep dress, kind of like a or a would sleep that be like dress. A, a sleep dress? <laughs> I could go for one of those. I could go for one of those right that now. That would be a a caftan, would it? It would be like a caftan, but okay. Yeah, I'm gonna parlay my leggings into a caftan evening sleep dress. Evening sleep happen. dress. <laughs> anyway, wow. but made of like silk and 
you know, whatever. Like she's like fancy, but almost looks like PJs all the time. Yes. Fancy PJs. And um, that is when I think he's leaving and he goes to the fountain and she like drink kisses him. The little, the, the little kids. Oh yeah, that's right. The famous uh, water fountain. You know, it was it was almost kind of filthy. Like, I mean, they're little kids. It's cute, but like when she does it later, like, I mean, it, I know it's supposed to be heavily erotic, but it's like kind of gross, <laughs> if you ask me. Oh, I guess it's an old like gross fountain. Yeah, it's like a water fountain, and then you're like spitting into each other's mouth there. Like, ah, isn't love grand? I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's her. That's her seduction move is the old tongue in the mouth at the water fountain but whatever but with that, that one move the water move she bewitched finn for life for life um, it's also important to notice the color themes of this movie i was reading about that um oh the, the greens color, yeah the greens um it i guess i don't know i believe the director director is spanish yeah or brazilian or Spanish think, and so in Latin traditions the green color means hope and um of, of just basically like I don't know maybe it should have been blue for blue balls <laughs> oh I thought this was interesting um it comes out later that the move the movie was written by David Mamet um but he used I believe a ghost a pet ghost pen name so. Oh, yeah, this says screenplay by Mitch Glazer. I think he used a fake name, but it comes out later that it was him. Who's Mitch Glazer? He used a fake name. <laughs> oh, you're saying back then, but this this is his yeah. actual name. And then back then it's it's was David Mamet is a famous playwright. Yeah. Okay. Very revered playwright. Um so they pretended it was that person and then it was actually this person? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So yeah, so the sister goes out one night, never comes back. Now Finn is raised by Joe, basically calls him his uncle. And then we skip ahead to them being, I think like late teens or something, right? Or teenagers yeah. to some like a set, probably around, around 18 or something. <clears throat> yeah it's gotta be around 18 because i think she's gonna go off to college right? yeah right and there's a dance oh yeah yeah she invites him to that party or whatever or, yeah there's a famous like a, a at the club a schmancy dance and Din, it was dinsmore's idea well, why don't you take stella she's unaccompanied she's unchaperoned yeah which they, they don't really end up borrows, at borrows a suit mm-hmm. from his, in his they schmidge him up they fancy him up I think he's what he's got like the ruffle tux or some something. I don't, yeah, it's like I thought that was kind of cute. So yeah, they attempt to go to this party. They don't actually go. Then they go back to is that the next part? And they go back to his house. They go to the club. They stay about five seconds, and then she goes, "Take me to your house." I don't. It sounds like she's never been there before. Okay, so yeah, they go back. She like basically starts coming on to him, but then yeah. nothing really happens. Except for that whole like scene where she's like, did you read her that legs article I sent you? Oh, I forgot. Ah! No. Sorry. They sum up this whole movie. You'll love it. You'll love. You know where I'm going with this because it's where I always go. Um, oh, no. 
the fact that the whole movie women are objects stella is an object she doesn't she is there to exist for his and men's pleasure and that one moment where like he's touching her and he's like she's pretending to like oh you know it's like it's summed up into this whole like she's it she has she has no idea what she wants it's in that moment he wants her so badly anyway you know see i didn't really take it like that because the whole the whole thing is that his her her grandma is basically like never get attached never love anyone never never go that deep keep everything very superficial so i mean to me it's just the whole time she just isn't like isn't going to have feelings because everything she's you know she's been told for so long not to you know i mean that's like the premise of the whole thing is that that's why they're not together is that she's like well i can't be with you because i don't love you i need this superficial husband or whatever i didn't take it yeah, as like that but i also feel like her character isn't as this movie isn't even though the focus is on her we know nothing about her like we don't know you know what i mean like we the focus is on his obsession and the fact that like he is going into all these lengths to impress her and we don't we still have no idea who she is she's very one-dimensional and it's all about being the object of desire and obsession for him to chase so it's like her character is not developed at all even i i get the whole dinsmore connection of like and it's not just that she's she's not supposed to be mysterious it's lazy it's lazy writing like okay. you're, you're making someone mysterious therefore they're undefined okay like, so is the book like that too then or is that just this screenplay no the book i believe the book is better okay. but the movie the way it's portrayed in the movie is almost from a very 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 male gaze so that's done like where she is this unattainable beauty and he is just desperate to get her attention and Okay. You know, and it's like, well, what about her? Like, what does she think? What does she want? Does she agree with Dinsmore? Does she, she's not trapped in the castle her whole life. So she, she has perspective. Yeah. Of what it feels like to hurt someone and to be hurt. Like she's not this untouchable, unpenetrable. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I didn't like that. But and, I mean, for sure in the scene where I feel like where she's posing for him, you definitely have a feeling of like, she doesn't really have a self. Like, I don't exactly. think she, I don't think she knows what she wants. She just is sort of going through, I think maybe so focused on the fact that she's not supposed to get attached to anyone that she's just like not doing anything. Just like yeah, it, tunnel it vision. Of, very, yeah, it's uncomfortable because the focus, it's like the focus is on his like sweat coming down the brow and like him like having a hard on for her while he's trying to make a picture. And, you know, instead of the fact of like, well, what does she, what the fuck does she want? what is she like inside we just see the exterior and i don't know and also they changed like in the book they don't reunite in the end okay um, it's there's some stuff done just just to you know fulfill the male gaze yeah so anyway she goes to school after this whole sort of strange makeout scene in his bedroom with her with her legs um oh and that's when we hear the Torimo song that's super good. Iron. Um, she tells him like he needs to go to New York. Like New York is where you need to go for an artist. Like New York is it. 
and then she goes to school we don't see her for a yeah. minute um the lawyer comes that we think is attached to dinsmore and sets him up basically with a show with a gallery owner or a show or something in new york correct that's that that's that time period right yep around the same time um i don't think yeah i don't think he is he aware that is he yeah he's aware stella's in new york no he's not not not, no not until he gets there okay i thought i I thought dinsmore tipped him off did she dinsmore said yeah because he comes back to like he comes to the mansion to hang out with stella and dinsmore is like she's gone she moved that was oh i thought for some reason i thought that she was like supposed to be in europe somewhere and then when he got to new york is when he found out that she was there oh okay but i don't remember for sure now that's what happens when you watch a movie two weeks ago and i'll try to recall it again (laughs) but uh anyway whatever goes to new york a lot of preparation for this show of him yeah and he gets a loft he gets he like his own, like he get he he figures it's dinsmore being the mysterious anonymous benefactor and so therefore he asks, like do i have a, a do i have a stipend like and you know the lawyer dude or whoever's handling you know the the money transfer is like sure <laughs> so he gets he gets money cleans himself up he gets haircut he changes his wardrobe he you know the the woman at the gallery was just kind of like hey like you're invited to put up some art like put up whatever you want like yeah he's like like, i have nothing make something yeah you better get that shit together yeah and then he starts schmoozing with hoity-toity new york people he runs into her i guess at this party and is that when she tells him that she's he asked her this other guy that she's been seeing has asked her to marry him yeah i think oh or maybe it's before that then he goes to the fancy party to try to find her i think to basically say like don't do it i love you and he can't find her she like leaves instantly and then he goes out into the rain and he's running and then he goes oh yeah he goes no he goes to the restaurant remember and he like basically takes her from the table and they walk outside or they start dancing. Yeah, but the, the the club scene happens before that. Like the the fancy upscale club where Yeah, the party. That's what I just said, where she basically leaves as soon as he sees her. Oh, not club, but I mean like the where he doesn't have to he has to borrow a jacket to to get in to sit with the Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, that happens before any of this. And then yeah. with the snobby friends of hers or whatever. Yeah. And then that's also the beginning of the ultimate love triangle in which she uses his love for to her advantage to nail down her fiance. You see the start of that. So he sucks it all in because he thinks like, oh, she's she's really seen me. And then you realize, no, she's using you. <laughs> but I love that moment in the restaurant where he just goes in without a sound, grabs her by the hand, she goes with him, leaves her fiance in the dust, and he kisses her outside. Is it raining? It should be. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He like they dance for a second and then they just leave. And then I think that's when they finally 
they finally have sex was after that yeah stays the night and then there's then his show happens oh so this must be where the green comes in again because that was one thing i was noticing is that this at his gallery show there were so many people in green shirts and green jackets that i was like why is everybody where is it is this like a thing that I miss in the nineties where everybody wore green jackets? Like what's going on? I feel, I thought it was so sad when, um, Joe shows up and he's kind of a dick to him. I was like, dude, he was like so proud of you. And like, was really like your most, like your biggest cheerleader with your art. And then you like, yeah, you're kind of treating him like a dick. And fuck. fuck I mean, yeah, and I mean, I mean, he realized it after the fact when he goes outside and talks to him, but it still like didn't mean that he didn't like hurt Joe's feelings. I mean, that was yeah. like that sucked. I was like, you're a jerk. You haven't even been in New York very long. You haven't been there long enough to be such an asshole. <laughs> you're corrupted. It was unfortunate. Yeah. So Joe but leaves. You see, but you have to see that to notice the fact that he's realizing like he has become. And you know, some someone he doesn't want to be in the contrast. Yeah. And then he finds out that it's not Dinsmore, right? That night. Um after he goes to Stella's maybe? house. Maybe. Yeah, he goes to Stella's house. She's not there. He talks to Dinsmore, and Dinsmore basically says, No, she's going to get married. And um that's I guess that's when she fully explains to him that she's trained her not to love him, and that's why she said, like, she's gonna break your heart, is because she had molded her she wants people to like suffer like she does yeah that's when he sees the strange man on the steps who wants to use his phone and and then we find out that that is um he says something right like to to cue him off eventually that he was actually the one oh he says something about the lawyer's name yeah he said he did a good job or like makes mutters it under his breath when he's leaving And that's when it hits him. And he's like, oh, shit, it's not Dinsmore. And then, you know. Yeah, he goes to help him. Like, okay, no, that's don't go that way. They're going to definitely find you. And so he yeah. tries to help him escape these bad guys who are trying to find, you know, they're like trying to get their money out of him or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they think that they've, they get to the train station and they think that they have escaped or, you know, tricked them and gotten on the train and miss them and then the guy comes on and shoots robert i almost said robert denny jr <laughs> shoots robert de niro's character but i mean it's almost like full circle it's like you know the piper had to be paid yeah and and, and it's, it's cute though when he's like when he's dying and he shows him that he still has his little art book from when that whole first childhood in the water interaction happened yeah he's just um, like i was I was reading an article about like the director made choices to um, use in this movie that the audience doesn't know what is real and what is fantasy. There's some fantasy elements that come in almost, you know, where you're like, is this really happening? Is this a dream? Is this like a delusion? Is this a childhood delusion? Like there's a lot of the playing with, with reality, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I did get that feeling for sure at the end when he goes into the house and he walks out onto the porch and he sees the kid. Cause I was like, is that yeah. supposed to be her as a kid? And that's, and he's like re-seeing what he saw yeah. when he was young. And then you yeah. see that it's, it's her kid or whatever. 
yeah the the end he goes back to the mansion and it's like he's a little kid again does he go back knowing that she's gonna be there or does he just go back because she had died and he was in town and so he figured he would go visit the mansion or like he doesn't know that Stella was gonna be there okay I didn't think so he was just there right okay and Estella's there and she's not wearing a wedding ring nope they got a divorce her and her dun, dun, dun. yeah husband of convenience you yeah, know i, I kind of do feel oh sorry the realization no. of the game i think is kind of like i like the way that it's unraveled at the end where you realize like no dinsmore was protecting her niece granddaughter granddaughter protecting uh her granddaughter from the same fate that she had by you know, making sure that she had the upper hand with men and that she was playing games with men to her yeah. advantage instead of being played like Dinsmore. And it was almost like, fuck your feelings. It's all it's all about being on top and not getting hurt and not getting dumped and being the dumper and yeah. being cold and cruel and calculating. So And then at the say? end she No, I was just gonna say and then she um chooses to basically poo-poo that and i think finally give it a shot with old finn yeah let let the feelings in they allude to it but they don't yeah Yeah. well i mean they hold hands the assumption i think is they're gonna walk away into the sunset yeah you know because that always happens always everybody gets their man in the end or their significant they jump into the big green ocean yep Anyway, but I love this. I love the soundtrack to this film. It's good. I mean, I like this movie. I've seen it several times. I'm a fan. The Ca Design is, is the mansion in Soda, Florida. Um, yeah. It belonged to Ringling, John Ringling of the Ringling Brothers, and his wife, hmm. Mabel. They own that huh. place. The director of this, he's the same guy who did uh, Children of Men and Roma. Oh. Have you seen Roma? No, I've heard it's good though. Oh, it's so good. You you should watch it. Yeah. But he really hasn't done that many movies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Well, cool. I like it. So anyway, it's a great success. It's a great expectation Hi. success. Yes. <laughs> you have anything else to add? Um, got nothing else to add other than you know. Love me some Hawk. I know we're going to have to stay away from him for a minute. <laughs> Use some other actors in our movies. Are you just reading instead of talking? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a good podcast this is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my schedule came out. And I was like, oh, shit. All right. Um, All right, folks. Glad you could listen to our silence. Yeah. Thanks for Thanks for hanging with us. As we read our work schedules. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>